Muppets go to space, Nemo goes to Slumberland, and Harry Potter goes to Hogwarts for the sixth time. This week on 302010. Welcome to 302010, ladies and gentlemen. The Laser Time Network's pop culture time machine each week taking you back 30, 20, and 10 years ago back to this week in the past. This week we'll be speaking up is July 12th through the 18th, and we'll be talking about every movie, TV show, video game, uh, minutia that came out in the period of July 12th through the 18th in 1999, 1989, and 2009, and I don't know why I always say those out of order. Because Shake it up a bit. Shake it up, baby. Maybe because I'm looking so forward to 1999. Yeah. Because once again, it's the greatest year of movies of all. Oh. It really it really is. It really it's is. Good. Uh, and I'm, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antisa. Who else is with us? Giant crocodile gonna eat a helicopter, Diana Goodman. <laughs> it's me, Sarah. Still waiting on my sex party invite. <laughs> it's I like know. most people wait for their Hogwarts invitation. I'm still waiting for my masked Sidney Pollock sex party. It's weird. You don't hear I a lot of. I got my mask. I got my cloak. I'm Come on. so ready for it. It's it's like the opposite of what ladies most ladies on the internet complain about. It's <laughs> no sex invites. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, you want to throw your phone number out there? Maybe that'll help. No, no. Okay. These are all jokes. Yes. These are all jokes. Yeah. Hi, everyone. 30, 20, 10. Don't call us. Yeah, don't at me either. I'm not going to look at that. Uh, but 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 you can find us on Facebook and stuff. Um, I will, by the time you hear this, have a fun surprise over there on Facebook. Mm. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought that fucking son-, son of Sam dog clip was so funny. I sunk it to video. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) It just makes me laugh. A lot of love for that on Twitter as well. People saying like, wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) Of like, I had no idea. Or people who were like, yeah, I watch this movie. I love this movie. But yeah, this is an odd choice. It is an odd choice. It's a movie filled with odd choices, which is why I always appreciated it. But yeah, that's, it's different, but the little mouth moves. It's so cute. Yeah. So check us out on Facebook yeah. on Laser Time. Uh, I think Laser Time Network. Just search for Laser Time. You can't you miss can it. You can find it. You can't miss it. Um, and um, yes, let's get on with uh, nineteen. Let's get on with the show. July twelfth to the eighteenth, starting as we always do in nineteen eighty nine. It's a boring week for newsishness, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> but I did see that Carl Yastrzemski and Johnny Bench are inducted in the Baseball Hall of Fame, which Yay! I haven't okay. paid attention to any news since Homer Simpson was inducted by Steve Sachs. Uh, <laughs> that's also the first time I've heard of Steve Sachs since the Simpsons baseball episode. Oh wow, it's yeah, a real Oris Boris right there of it, information. <laughs> it's really it's it's really nuts that the, the, a guy could be so good he's an all star pick to be in the Simpsons. But not good enough that that's not all he's remembered for. Almost no one knows who Steve Sachs is outside of his Simpsons well, appearance. Mm. Baseball fans. But who? I don't know any baseball fans. They're all on the. They're all I in an old either. folks' home. This is Florida. No. We like football down here. Yes, and I'm a nerd, so yeah. I like Quidditch, and we'll talk about that <laughs> later too. Yeah. And soccer. And I do like soccer. I know you do. Uh, congrats to whoever won <laughs> won Yay. that game. Whenever uh, we did, we Woo! did. And now sure. every woman is a little gayer mm. for me- for <laughs> rapping. No, I'm not cut up on that. But 1989, 1989. We don't do TV ratings. I just thought this was dumb uh, because there was so it, like we're so light on news anyway. TV ratings, top of the list. Cheers. Sure. Followed by Roseanne. Okay. Mm-hmm. A different world beating out a Crosby show. Okay. In really? f- fifth place, Dear John. 
Okay. We did talk about deer. I think yes, we talked about we talked about deer. Like holy shit! I, I I remember that being syndicated for like two years, and I have never thought about that show again. It's one of those weird places where it just kind of. I think everyone has a little blank spot on it. I, I it also it maybe following Cheers. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that has a lot to do with and it. And it also suffers and a great a great morose theme song. <laughs> it suffers from a uh, really blah name. Yes. <laughs> like, I think that's a big part of it. Like, when you Google it, lots of stuff comes up. So, mm. I know. I was looking for it because we did a, a Mad Magazine tribute on Laser Time uh, recently. And <gasps> I, I don't think, I hadn't seen an episode of Dear Jones that was over, but I read the parody over and over again. I'm like, does there a person who really looks like Judd Hirsch? I must find out. <laughs> hadn't seen Taxi yet. But 1989, let's, let's, Lethal Weapon 2, Diplomatic Immunity, is number one at the box office uh, for the second week in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. That is out. And what's the deal with License to Kill? License to Kill. Okay, so I fucked up. So mm-hmm. we talked about License to Kill a month ago mm-hmm. and had it coming out the same week as Star Trek V and Star Trek V beating it at the box office. Um, I did my dumb thing where I just get the numbers on a month wrong while I'm typing. And License to Kill came out in the UK last oh. month. Uh, and then it came, and then a month. The U.S. has to wait a month for it insane. to come out. That is insane. That is backwards. I realized, oh, it's a British superhero. Stuff, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. That is crazy that there would be that much of a lag between English-speaking countries, specifically us, because we're the best at everything. There, we're great. There's so no. no Stigall actually comes out this week in the U.S. There's no better proof that there is no internet. Than that yeah. being allowed to happen because I I remember even Marvel struggling with like releasing an Avengers movie two days early in Australia, um, mm-hmm. we Americans bitch to high heaven and like it no longer happens, mm-hmm. it no longer nope. happens. No, nope. I mean month. there's a couple of reasons for it. Uh, the digital distribution is probably the big one that yeah. you don't have to ship copies of film cans around everywhere. But and all the broccoli's so are dead. Crazy. <laughs> I blame the broccoli. Family. The broccoli's are all dead. No, uh, there's there's a there's a wit of broccoli. Oh really? She's still involved. <laughs> yep, it's a broccoli piece of broccoli wearing a black veil. It's very sad. <laughs> so yeah, go back like a month to in June to hear us talk about License to Kill, which uh, the back half of it's pretty good. The front half of it's not as good, and it's merely okay. And it's Timothy Dalton's last. You want to know what else is merely okay? Hmm. It's mm-hmm. pretty damn okay, and I think it's important for people to see, especially animation fans and video game fans, to be honest. Uh, Little Nemo's Adventures in Slumberland is out this week. Oh. Welcome to Slumberland, my boy. When a little boy has big dreams, anything is possible. Your Majesty, may I present Little Nemo? And every wish can come true. I hear my crown you, Prince Nemo. Let the celebration begin. Mm, This is just, it's just a gorgeous looking movie. It's Mm. really good. I, look, I hate to say it, but fire up a dube, wait till midnight, and throw <laughs> right. on uh, Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. And it's easy to do because the rights got so tangled and weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's a home video release, so the official studio just dumped it in HD onto YouTube. Okay. So it looks great. And you can find it, you can watch it for free anytime you want. And for officially and legally. I, did, that, I don't That's know that we've been able to say that like yeah. with anything else from 1989, but you can do that with Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. But it's. Um, a beautiful production from TMS. Uh, like, Chris Columbus has a writing credit. I think they wanted him to direct yeah. it. Hmm. The, the credits on this are so strange because mm-hmm. it's, okay, an American-Japanese co-production, mm-hmm. musical animated film based on a comic strip from 19... The 
ended in 1911. From Windsor McKay, the creator of all animation. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And, and there's a dinosaur with a screenplay co-written by Chris Columbus and a story by Mobius. Uh-huh. Hmm. And some light uh, work in there from fuck? Brad Bird. And like, it was, it's crazy. It's got a huge pedigree. It's, it's Japan. I forget the director's name, but he like just wanted to make this the most important movie of the studio. And that studio was TMS. And that should ring a bell for animation fans. Because according to legend, this movie lost so much money mm. that yeah. uh, it pretty much sent TMS in the business of co-finance Western projects. But the reason why Tiny Toons, Batman, Animaniacs, all that shit looks so good was because of this studio. They had hmm. to take Americans' money and pretty much produce our shit for a while after this. Wow. Had this been more successful, we would have they would have maybe would have gone like the Studio Ghibli route and we'd see a ton of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about Studio yeah, Ghibli in the next kind of, kind of surprised that this wasn't Studio Ghibli. It has sort of a, a similar feel to it. Yeah, it's just that it's a it's a little bit more western, but it's also like mm-hmm. um it's it's a tiny bit western, but it's also like Everything is sort of meaningless. It's all it's all in a dream. But I mean, uh, people my age will remember the characters because Capcom made a game for the NES and for the arcades. Uh, Little Nemo, the Dream Master, is the one on NES, and that was hugely successful. People still talk about it, and most people don't know that it's based. It's licensed from this movie because they've never seen it. It it came here very for a very short period of time and just disappeared oh. but the game stuck around for a while and it's just so weird when that kind of stuff happens but yeah little nemo the dream master i don't know when that's out but we're, we're talking about it now uh little nemo the dream master uh has a very weird commercial involving security people spying on people's homes uh yeah and dreams and you can feed people can't you feed little animals candy to steal their skin and absorb their powers? It's a pretty elaborate NES Ooh, game. It's, it's, wow. it's beautiful and pretty hard. Okay. Uh, but Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland is out now, and you can watch it on your YouTubes. How about that? Let's move into television. 1989, because uh, I'm way too excited about this. Me too. Oh, can't, I can't believe I have to mention like any any cast members' names, but I remember every character name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny and Ted and Melody. Christine Melody. Taylor. Yeah. Uh, she's... Uh, David Lasher and David Brisbane, lots of Davids and David, <laughs> David, the, the, uh, the Native American fellow who's on the show. No, it's Danny. Mm-hmm. One of the worst actors I've ever seen in something I've watched <laughs> so much in my entire life. But this show, this and show, I watched a ton of. Me too. And mm-hmm. let's let the opening really bring <gasps> us back. It's a sing along oh, time. Boy. <laughs> Start your horse and come along. Wow, you do know it. But you can't get it right if you can't hold on. You know, I've watched this all the time. So you need... Yippee-ti-yay. Yippee-ti-yay. What? Like the cowboy say. Soon to be a now. Yippee-ti-yay. Oh, man. Give them some little doggies. Till the break of day. Watch out for those Manny and Jackrabbits. And that killer cacti. And that killer cacti. Hey, dude. Yeah, I had to do that. Wow. Hey, dude, being the, <sighs> the only show uh, I own on my PlayStation Vita. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. <I've, laughs> you keep pointing to it and be like, look, it's all It's in all that on that thing. little thing that I haven't charged in two years. Yeah. And uh, it was like, I just wanted to do something stupid with it and like, I'll never... I'll never buy another TV show you digitally. You put a little cowboy hat on that <laughs> Vita. <laughs> but uh, hey, hey, Dude was a, um, if you were a little Nickelodeon kid in 1989, yep. there, Nickelodeon didn't have a lot of original programming. And mm-hmm. 
Hey yeah. Dude was kind of a big deal. And uh, it's not great. <laughs> oh, no. It's it's not great no, by... And it didn't didn't make anybody famous. It's just I remember, except for maybe Ted for a second, because he was Blossom's boyfriend, and he left yeah. he left Hey Dude, but he come back in special episodes. Well, and Christine Taylor, Christine Taylor, yeah, um, uh, Marsha Brady, who is not former Mrs. Stiller, changed at all. Yeah. Like she looks exactly Still the most the amazing looking woman in the universe. Yet the show treats it like everybody wants to bang Brad. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this <laughs> Christine yeah. Taylor exists. Like yeah. no one else should have a crush on anybody. But uh, it's a, a a man and his. This does have a first episode, mm-hmm. like uh, that, that tells you where everybody comes from. Mister Ernst buys a ranch, hires a bunch of young people, and it's just this unfunny comedy, this dramaless dramedy. <laughs> yeah, that Nickelodeon would air on a weekly basis, I believe, on Sundays with long breaks in between seasons. I have done in the past so much research on this. You can still find pieces of the set in Arizona. They just left it there. Wow. Um, but I want to imagine that's where they put that kid town show where they had like that reality <laughs> show where the children basically do Lord of the Flies in the desert. But I'm shocked that they filmed on location. Right. Yeah. Right. Because so much of it is just like a real bad set. Because because yeah. at real this bad. point you can hear their like footsteps like so hollow. Yes. I mean, Disney Disney Channel cancels like 14 shows of an all children cast every day mm-hmm. but th- that didn't exist it's at all five seasons yeah it didn't exist yeah. hey dude was like one of the only things in the world with people remotely close to your starring people remotely close to your age yeah mr ernst and lucy being the only adults on this show and lucy was never there this uh, like really ties into me too with mm-hmm. like uh salute your shorts mm-hmm. i feel like i would watch yeah. them together all yeah. the time I'm sure they came on like one right after another i love salute your shorts but it's I think so it was- weird is that like a couple years ago Sam was looking for stuff for our son and found this and threw it on. And that kid watched all of them. So they're still entertaining to children. That can't be. I just, I was watching it and like, this is so quiet. (laughs) I can hear the crew's footsteps. (laughs) I I, I don't know if anything was really that good about it, but it was this odd cornerstone of a, Mm -hmm. a new thing on Nickelodeon on cable, which was rare, much rarer in 1989. Uh, and do you remember? And but but like it's that thing where like whenever you'd see anybody else pop up on another thing, you would get excited. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the the biggest thing I ever saw Mr. Ernst in after this? No, but he looks so I familiar do. to me. Do you know what I'm going to say, uh, Diana? Is it like the saddest movie ever? No. What What is it? Oh, I got another one for you then. But what What are you? What Where have you seen him? He pop is up? He is the hand model agent for George Costanza. <gasps> Seriously? Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. So These funny. are beautiful. I believe you could be the next something. Whatever the hand model famous name like that. Yeah. But what's What's the thing you were thinking of? Time. Uh, he's in uh, Leaving Las Vegas. Is he really? Oh, wow. I bet yeah, he fires somebody. I, I believe he's uh, Elizabeth Shue's uh, landlord. Along with Aunt Jackie, kicks kicks her out right after the worst thing in the world has happened. It's like just just adding to the horribleness. Wow, I actually remember what you're talking about now. I, man, I don't want to watch that movie again. Nope. Uh, but I, but yeah, it was like, wait, wait, what? Why are these two like comedy actors showing up? And then, oh god, it's so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Life is horrible. I'm gonna drink myself to death too. Yeah, no drinking on Hey Dude though. It was a dry show. (laughs) The driest and dustiest. Really was. It's it's just so hard to believe. Like I, everyone loved this so much because I don't know. Even it's it's just such a small world. I don't know if 
See, I don't know if you're using the right word. I don't know if love. Yeah, is love's the not right the right word. word. I mean, I think you probably it's like everyone from... was watching it and aware of it, but mm-hmm. it's nothing. No one was passionate for it. Nobody's it passionate. Nobody's favorite show. There. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't see a ton of love for it beyond. Oh yeah, I remember that show. Unlike Salute yeah. Your Shorts, which gets yeah. a lot of love, which I love a lot more. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just they just go together for me yeah it's that fart also, in the collodium. i mean the age that i was like these are teenagers mm-hmm. and i wasn't into saved by the bell yeah so like this really uh, wasn't young enough it's fun to watch teenagers when you're a little kid yeah you only had like buddy buddy was like the young mm-hmm. the p- person closest to my age on the show this is the most anybody's talked about hey dude uh and it's it, true. It, yeah i would say Except to just say yeah hey remember that you Wasted time watching yeah. this. This is the most anybody's talked about. Hey, dude, that wasn't uh, wasn't hired by Hey, dude. Like <laughs> I, I'm I'm confident in that fact. But it's it's also a light week for TV, so we can we can drone on and on. Yeah, yeah. Hey, nothing, man. I mean, the only other thing is Wheel of Fortune is back. We, it's back. It Spin got, the wheel. I think we had talked about how it had gotten canceled just a couple months ago. It I think. got removed from NBC. Yeah. And then Pat St. Jack went to go host, host his own talk mm-hmm, show. Mm-hmm. That didn't go great. Um, yeah. which I, I have no idea. How, I'm tying. I'm tying it from Larry Sanders' show because Pat Sajak was on that a bunch. Yeah, but, but uh, R.I.P. Rip Torn. R.I.P. Rip Torn, man. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. So, that's a rough one. So wrong. I feel like I forecasted that on a, on on a podcast we did because someone was telling me about the uh, new Men in Black movie, like mm-hmm. Rip Torn cameo. Nope. I'm like no. that does not bode well yeah. for his <laughs> his being around uh, much longer because he definitely would have done it. Yeah, I feel like people have been predicting his death for thirty years, mm-hmm. so. He last made Yay. the news by what, like, face. accidentally robbing a bank almost. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, my God. I almost forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bizarre. But, but Wheel of Fortune came back to CBS mm-hmm. with Pat Sajak in tow. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I looked I at really the timeline. I the story of it. I like, looked into it a little bit, and I just couldn't really care story straight and bring myself <laughs> to do much more research than that. I mean, the so. person writing it didn't seem to care that no. much, so why should we? But Wheel of Fortune is back. I'm sure your departed grandparents were very happy very about thrilled. this. Very, very happy about mm-hmm. this. Something to come down from that Jeopardy high. True. Even though I think mm-hmm. in our in, in this town it's in the reverse. It's, yeah, order. it's Wheel of Fortune first. First, okay. It's oh. the amuse bouche for the meteor <laughs> Jeopardy. <laughs> I don't get that. Uh, but yeah, I'll just say games. Little Nemo the Dream Master. That that might have been out this week. Probably not. I think it was closer to December. Um mm. But that about wraps up television and games, but we have a little bit of news. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. A soundtrack I actually liked. Uh, new releases include Blood, Sweat, and Tears by Sick of It All. Sick of It All had a... No tears. 19, because oh, they're Blood, sick of it all. No tears. Sick of it all. Uh, and the UHF soundtrack. God damn, that's a good soundtrack. Again, an amuse bouche. It's coming. <laughs> so, I'm so happy. 1989 is the best year ever. I know I said about 99 earlier, but uh, I changed my mind. But we'll close out the 1989 segment with, uh, if you don't know me by now, by Simply Red. I think it's, is it If You Don't Know Me By Now? Is that it? Is yeah. that I don't the know. song? Sing oh, it yeah. again. Let me, let, yeah. What's the next part? I think I sang it. You may you never, 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 never know, know me. me. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this was a much older song. Me too. It sounded like a much older song. It sounds a little doo wop but yeah. but we're in the middle of booming a cover? It sounds like it, that yeah. That would make sense. Uh, but it's simply red now, and it's number one uh, on the charts. We're going to close out with that, but once we see you again, it'll be 1999. we got to talk about some Muppets and some giant alligators. <laughs> when we argue, fuss, and fight.
What is up, fellas? Losing a little on the dome? It's okay, losing your hair sucks. Hey, but two out of three guys will experience hair loss by the time they're 35, but you got Keeps, the easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair that you have. You don't have to pay full price for FDA-approved products. In fact, for a limited time, you can receive your first month of treatment for free just by going to keeps.com slash laser. Keeps is super easy to get started with and takes less than five minutes to sign up for. On their website, a licensed physician will review your information and give you the right treatment, and better still, it ships right to your door every three months. Remember, these are not magic pills, but FDA-approved hair loss products, the generic stuff. You may have even tried them before, but not at this price. And Keeps treatments are 90% effective in reducing and stopping further hair loss. Stop paying exorbitant amounts of money for hair loss treatment because Keeps will let you do it between 10 and 35 bucks a month. Plus, you can try out your first month free right now. That's one hell of a deal for keeping your hair. So if you suffer from hair loss, the last thing you need is to wait to see a doctor. So with Keeps, there's finally a way to get the help you need when you need it. And for a limited time, you can receive your first month of treatment for free by going to Keeps.com slash laser. Once again, that URL is K-E-E-P-S dot com slash laser l-a-s-e-r come on i put the game down like the oakland pimp and now i get paid like the nba first class from that ass every game he play fuck your attitude bitch you ain't hurting me i'm feeling too cool i'm rolling three times burning you can get your ass out and walk home i find another young bro and get my fuck on Coming into 1999 with Can't Stay Away from the album of the same name by Two Shorts. Welcome to 1999, July 12th to the 18th. Here's some other new releases in the field of music. California, the last album by Mr. Pungle. Uh, Before the Calm by Witness and Long Tall Weekend. They might be Giants. Only online release. Man, those guys were ahead of the game. They were super ahead of the game on that. You can, st- you know, they still have Dial a Song. Any, they might be Giants really? fans out there. Yeah, yeah they, you'd go to their shows and it'd be dial a song in the back of their sh- shirt. And like every week or two, they would just write a new song and leave it on an answering machine in Brooklyn. And you'd call it and listen like before there was an Internet. And it, they still do it. It's yeah. still there. It's still there. And they were one of the first people to like give away and sell music on the Internet um, as well. Go team in. I'm a fan. Isn't it obvious? Um, but yes, welcome to 1999. If you had my love by Jennifer Lopez is still number one. Jennifer Love Hewitt was he huge in my fucking brain. Oh, I hate this. Wow. He did it. Oh, can I tell a dumb song story? <laughs> yeah. This relates to 1999. So last week we had American Pie and we went out of the segment with Laid by yeah. James because mm-hmm. that song rules and it was in all the ads and shit. And ever since then, it has been lodged in my head. Oh, yeah. And just when I would start to get it out of my head, I would like be sitting uh, working on my computer and all of a sudden it would just snap back in like nothing. And I, this morning I figured out why. Hmm. It's because my cable box has started to make a whining sound where it shifts between <laughs> two whining noises. And they are this. Yeah. That sounds about That's right. That's why Laid gets in my head. My cable box is playing Laid at me. Yes. <laughs> this box is on fire with passion and love. <laughs> Sounds like it's about Please to be Please upgrade me immediately. <laughs> yeah, when I was saying that the the my friend was like, this song reminds me of you. It's I remember it was specifically, and I didn't remember this till afterwards. It was specifically because of the like messing around with gender roles part of the song. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like that girl in high school that was like. With all my guy friends, let me put makeup on you. Let's see what that looks like. <laughs> I want to dye your eyes and call you pretty. Yeah. yeah. He was like, this is me telling you I don't want you to put eyeshadow on me any- anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
Too bad. Lay down yeah. and put an eyeshadow on you and pluck your eyebrows. But, you know, if I got to be a grown-up doll to be touched by ladies. I mean, high it. school is weird. I'll allow it. Allowed it a lot. Um, had a nice figure, I was told. Uh, oh. Yeah. At the time. Oh, a now. womanly, a child-bearing hip. Hourglass, I've heard. <laughs> Hourglass, yes. Um, oh. Yeah, nice Italian ass. Uh, thank Do you. better than me. Thank you. I will give out my phone number at the end of the show. Thank Two you. patrons. Patreon.com slash laser You can have my phone number. Uh, but a little bit of news. It sounds like prostitution. Are you upset about Backpage getting shut down? Ooh, I never thought about that. I probably could <laughs> sell a little ass. Patreon, Patreon's been going down. It's got needs something. Well, we've got a TV show Sling a little in dick. 09 that you can use as an inspiration. I mean, I don't want to. I don't know. I can't can't live up to all that. I mean. uh, <laughs> that guy would actually pleasure people. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, a little bit of news in uh, what is it? July through the twelfth, twelfth uh, to the eighteenth. This is this is this hurts a little bit. Uh, Hank Azaria and Helen Hunt they marry mm-hmm. for a little while. They seem so happy. They seem so happy. Uh, but they 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 Hank Azaria was a character on Mad About You. Very much so. Yeah. But he he did keep coming back because I think they remain friends. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I never understand that how that happens. You fall in love with someone like never mind. But let's hang out occasionally. I mean sometimes. <laughs> You're like, no, we're just better as friends, I guess. I suppose. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Once you have all my secrets and see my O face, you got to go. <laughs> I might have to kill you. <laughs> um, which is why I'm single. But yes, that happens. Uh, and speaking earlier of Studio Ghibli, as we go into the movies, this is my secret mm-hmm. shame. And I meant to amend it here. But I meant to watch a lot of things. And this is a packed show. Uh, my Neighbors the Yamadas is my mm-hmm. blind spot in Studio Ghibli work. Uh, I've seen j- damn near everything else, but like this is their weird sitcom-y movie. No flight mm-hmm. of fancy, or but but it has an odd art style. Have you seen yeah. how this looks? Yeah, right. it looks. I gotta take this. Hold on. Pe- very pencil shaded. It kind of it reminds me of the Red Bull gives you wings animation style. Yeah, it doesn't look anything like the 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 Totoro's or the Spirited Away. Um, it's it's like a comic strip come to life. And I'm not I'm saying that from someone who has not seen it, but like this didn't get. This is like the last movie to get translated and, and brought over to America because it doesn't translate as well. It's mm. it's a story about a domestic Japanese life, which, you know, there's a lot of differences and there's no magic in it. So, like, yeah, I've always, I always meant to see this. and yep. I, never, I didn't. It looks pretty. It looks like maybe I can stand it because it's not like full on anime type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe my husband has it on DVD somewhere. And I didn't get around to it. Because oh, we've got so much stuff coming up. I've been I've been having to do homework for weeks in advance. This we... week I didn't have to though because we have a whole bunch of good movies that I've already seen a couple times. So yay! But no, I didn't watch that. I also didn't watch the Trailer Park Boys pilot. Pilot, which is technically a movie. Yeah, this is boys. This gets confusing. So there was a short film. Oh wow! I, I, I looked. I thought this was Countdown to Liquor Day. That's the movie from two thousand nine. No, but that's to like two thousand six or so. Trailer Park Boys. The movie from 1999 is what got them a TV show. So they did it backwards with six seasons in a movie. They did but, a movie and then like seven seasons, 20 it, seasons. Was, I don't know. Trailer it, Park Boys seems like it's been going forever. Was it called Trailer Park Boys? Possibly. Because I think, well, I just, I, I looked into it a while back and I think all those characters, your Ricky and your Bubbles, they all started in different projects and kind of yeah. gravitated over into one thing. And I can't remember how this worked, but I think this was supposed to be like a semi-serious project. And then these guys, these three people became the focus, Julian, Ricky, and Bubbles. And, and, and I, like, I, don't, I won't say I love Trailer Park Boys, but like 
Netflix puts it out with such frequency, or used to yeah. anyway. I mean, I mean that's it, uh, that I would just kind like of watch it. Keeps it keeps coming back. It's well, just, it's like it's it's a program. It's a property that just won't die. Here's here's the the only interesting thing I do know for sure about it. There, um, it was created by these guys who uh, were behind the scenes, and they're like, all right, we're done with this, and they make the last episode, and then they sold it to the three stars. So right. the people who play Julian, Ricky, and Bubbles. They now own Trailer Park Boys and have a vested interest in keeping it going. And after that happened, like pretty much their output doubled. They made two more movies. They have a Netflix season, live specials. They tour. It became a much, much bigger thing. And it just seems like, how Canadian is that? Like, ah, you want to uh, keep doing it? I'll just give it. Yeah, you guys just take the show. You seem to want to do it a lot. So just go oh, ahead. Oh, sorry. Here just, you go. Just go ahead. You can just have all the rights and the money. There. Yeah, take all the rights. Sorry. I don't know. Send me a card once a year. How about that? We call it, I, oh, yeah. I, I have such a love-hate relationship with Trailer Park Boys. Although I do think Ricky is a one of our greatest, greatest comedic characters. I love <laughs> the sinister this this the sinister look behind that dude's eyes. Rob Wells is that who it is? Uh, I really like him. I did not see the Wood. Um, mm-hmm. Omar Epps, Richard T. Jones, and Tay Diggs. Yeah, it's okay. I swear. Okay, um, hold on. My name is Mike. Big Mike in the Wood. Oh, what's the wood? It's not what you think it is. Nah, it's Englewood Capricorn. Oh! I grew up, me and my boys, he rolling and slim. Hell yeah. Well, I never thought I'd see the day rolling get married. Man, we got three hours till this wedding kicks off, and can't nobody find him. Tell that fool he could at least face me like a man. Get back in that car, because you marry him, Lisa. Y'all act like you did in high school. Hey, Mike, I dare you to grab her booty. I will give you one dollar. You remember the bet? You remember the bet, Mike? Uh, no, I remember the bet. Do you remember the bet? I couldn't stop looking at the butt. My bad. I, the clip went on way too long. Yeah. So this is sort of like a best man's weekend type thing, but there's also, because one of them is, you know, about to get married and their shenanigans, but it's also like looking back on how they were in their school days and, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're played by younger kids and yeah, it's, you know, it's cute. It's likable. I mean, Omar Epps and Tay Diggs are too, like, so likable. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see either of them, like, play a bad guy like a real bad guy like someone who like strangles a puppy on screen because i wouldn't believe it because they're just so damn likable yeah I, I like i omar epps is in like fucking everything i saw in the 90s and was he on house is that where he like just went away yeah. to yeah, yeah. I n- never saw him again after that he pops up here and there and that's okay. about it i just i hope he's i hope he's just set for life off of something i'm not sure what but He's just so likable. All oh, that house money. Yeah, he's probably probably got some good house money. But again, if this if this if this week couldn't get great enough of things, curiosities worth checking out in the movie theaters or a blockbuster or Amazon or your BitTorrents. But how about some monsters? Uh, didn't you guys pitch a laser time last year that you yeah. interviewed about? Uh, what was it? Lake. It was uh, when animals attack. When animal animal attack movies. Yeah. In Lake Placid, mm-hmm. a movie that should have sucked but didn't. Doesn't suck. It's actually pretty good. Nope. It's it's actually like quite beloved now. Yeah. It's yeah, funny as hell. It I, is. I love that. You know, people remember like when there's head-to-head type movies. You know, with like uh, uh, what's it called, Deep Impact and Armageddon. And mm-hmm. for some reason, people leave out Lake Placid versus Shark Movie mm-hmm. Guy that we're going to talk about in a couple of weeks. Anyway, Deep Blue Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like th- it's a hard call because they're both funny in different ways. I think Lake Placid is the winner versus Deep Blue Sea. Ooh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I don't think it's a better movie, and I think it's way funnier. I don't think um, Deep Blue Sea is trying to be funny. It's accidentally funny most of the time. Yeah, most of the mm-hmm. time it is accidentally funny. That mm-hmm. is definitely true. But which Lake, we Lake also Pla- covered. Mm-hmm. But Lake Placid at all times knows what it is. It is, yeah. And it it, it was kind of ahead of its time. It was making making this big budget sci fi original movie. Mm-hmm. I, I think, Pretty much isn't that what Lake Placid? Is? It came back like with straight to video sequels yeah. and crossovers. Yep. Uh, but this is the first. There have been five made-for-TV sequels. Holy <laughs> wow! Holy shit! It's like it's it's like that generation's tremors. Those Crocs keep breeding. And that there's mm-hmm. that uh, there's that other movie in theaters now. Crawl. Yes, man. Yeah, people, we're people going to see that. Yeah. Um, but yes, Lake Placid, Bill Pullman, Bridget Fonda, Oliver Platt, Brendan Gleeson, and of course Betty White. We heard a man was bit in half. It's a crocodile. Fifty feet. To study it. Nobody goes near the water. Oh, yeah. I'm not going back in the water. They came here to save it. You set a trap on the beach. Come and get it! The question is... Where is he? Who will save them? Kelly! Watch out! Lake Placid. He didn't... (laughs) Uh, I don't know. This This is much fun. Yeah. And it I, is so much fun, and it helps. It's written by David E. Kelly, who's right. like a TV impresario. Now mm-hmm. he's in charge of Big Little Lies, but he's done, Alan so, you know, Ally McBeal and The Practice and Boston Pick Offenses and the, the so Boston Lawyer Universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I yeah. do have to ask, like, like Diana, how big is your fear of alligators? Pretty decent because they're basically perfect like they haven't evolved in millions of years because they're so good at what they do mm. i would say i probably fear crocs and alligators more than i feel shark- fear sharks a hundred percent i agree well from what yeah, i heard they're so sneaky croc yeah. they're so good you can fear alligators are way more terrified of you as far as because sarah and i grew up in the land of alligators it's true. i could probably mm-hmm. i could probably go for a walk for an hour and find one i know i and, came from my house yeah i seen them and, and and that's how i grew up and uh, i i remember very distinctly that horrifying when when i used to be a counselor at a camp we would have to the, the alligators would sunbathe on the dock and the counselors would have to swim out there and chase the gators away mm-hmm. and that's oh, one of the most florida stories i can ever tell you and then i went back there when i became a uh, a teenager when the campus closed just to, so we could use the it was a beautiful spring uh, a, like aquifer fred spring beautiful called uh, tastefully campanian springs i believe they changed it yeah probably. Uh, i i just there was no campers no one there and it was just a couple of me and my friends and i mm-hmm. did a off the rope swing did a backflip cool. got out of the water and i'm just eye to eye with a gator in the face and like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I guess, what do you want to do? <laughs> I don't have a choice here. And I just waited, looking eye to eye to this gator, and then he just, oh, shit! And like, like, ran away. Like, like it was so fucking scary to yeah. be. And he's, he was like a three or four footer. This is a 50-foot gator. Mm-hmm. I, I believe, I, like, they don't. I think it's actually a crocodile. Uh, is it? It's a crocodile. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Crocodiles are more aggressive than alligators. And we don't have an American. We don't so have no them. worries. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. Everyone chill out. But this this croc it just sort of snuck up in Maine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been hanging out for many, many, many years getting fed by Betty White. Because she's an animal lover. <laughs> in that, real life and in the movie. Is mm-hmm. that the well, I mean, I and I don't I, I, I've always been to look in but this is what we were always told uh growing up, because every once in a while you stumble across like that's like a fifteen foot fucking alligator. Cause I think they don't stop growing. But right. they usually keep growing to the point where they're so big they die. Mm-hmm. But if they're being fed, 
alligators will keep growing. Sure, maybe, why not? Potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you've Especially seen, like, if you don't have any predators, yeah. like this one doesn't, obviously. If you've seen videos Besides of like man. like golf course alligators, mm-hmm. like are fucking mm-hmm. massive because right. there's plenty of shit to eat and no mm-hmm. one's hunting them. If only they take out a couple of those golfers. I know, seriously. A couple <laughs> fucking ping hats. Uh, but Betty White, she's got some good lines in this movie. She's got some great lines. So I had to pull my favorite line from this movie because Betty White is so sweet and wonderful and she loves animals so much. And then when they finally figure out that, oh my God, there's this giant croc that's eating people, they go and they ask her about it. And she tells them straight up, like, he's basically my pet and I love him and I want to feed him and he's great. And then, uh, yeah, they keep talking and this happens. He just appeared. You have no idea how he arrived here. No, do you? Well, your husband burned. You didn't by any chance lead him to the lake blindfolded. If I had a dick, this is where I'd tell you to suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Betty. Oh, nice. 20 years of playing the hilarious old lady. Yeah. Uh, yep. oh. You tell Brennan Gleason you didn't kill your husband with crocodiles. <laughs> lake Placid, highly recommended. Um, so funny. I mean, it's because so many people are so much fun. Bill Pullman's always fun. Oliver Platt's always fun. Brennan Gleason's always fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and they're in this, like, patently ridiculous situation in a movie that knows it's kind of it's big and stupid and it it's having fun it's mm-hmm. it's a nature attack movie with a sense of humor yeah that and really sets it apart takes down a helicopter <laughs> it takes down a helicopter so there you I, go. I think they end up having to use a rocket launcher on this thing yeah and i don't want to say good effects but so co- competent effects they had yes. a, they good. had an effects yeah. budget for 1999 it's pretty good mm-hmm. for sure yeah, not a lot of horror comedies. I mean, every time we spot one, I feel like we should shout it out. And Lake Placid is a solid horror comedy. It's yeah. fun. It doesn't get bogged down. I mean, one of the silliest things about Deep Blue Sea, which is very silly, is that they're trying to make the sharks smarter. And then they right. succeed. <laughs> and then they turn on them. In this one, it's like, nope, just a big-ass croc. Yeah, we uploaded That's the AI all. to the shark. He should be perfect now. <laughs> yeah, There's right. no way he'll turn on his rope. Except for it doesn't have hands. <laughs> so he still has his tiny flippers. Yeah, you can't see straight ahead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so the next movie, I love the way Diana wrote up the cast here. Because if I read it off, you'll never guess what it is. Uh, and that's wonderful. He's pretty crazy. Uh, Ray Liotta, Hollywood Hogan. Oh, mm-hmm. God. I don't have to tell that. Virgin, uh, Kathy Griffin, Josh Charles, David Arquette, F. Murray Abraham, Andy McDowell, Rob Schneider, Pat Hingle, Jeffrey Tambor. <laughs> so what movie is this? I'll have to be what the fuck movie is a, a gentleman and, and throw in Steve Whitmer and Frank Oz. And how about mm. Dave Goals mm-hmm. in his yep. starring role for this character? Oh, boy. Muppets from Space. The raspberry flopovers will be out in a moment. This summer, the kitchen is closed. Be careful who you call cute. My hair looks great. Be ready for the unexpected. I'm gonna hurl! Because it's time for the Muppet movie that's out of this world. Muppets from Space. A rat! I hate rats! Then today ain't your lucky day. Ready, G. I fucking love this movie. It's so cute. I love this, this is movie. Really, really cute. I feel like out of all Muppet things, this is underrated. Yes, and it's it's the end of the what I call the post Henson trilogy of mm-hmm. Muppet movies: mm-hmm. uh, Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. uh, Treasure Island, and Muppets from Space. I, I don't want to shit on those other movies because I've I've learned to enjoy them more. But at the age I was, I was like a teenager, and they're just like these musicals and like this is just like oh this is a bunch of funk music and mm-hmm. dancing muppets this yeah. feels like the muppet show it's right. yeah it, they don't there's no original songs it's just mm-hmm. all funk classics yes, yes. It's, okay 
Yeah, all the OJs, James Brown, and the Commodores uh, on the soundtracks. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? All the Muppets live in a shitty house. Like, they're not cast in roles from public domain fiction. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> and, uh, and it took another 10 years to get a, a decent, another Muppet movie out of it. But I, I think this movie's fantastic. It's really cute. And I, I yep. love that Hulk Hogan is credited as Hollywood Hogan. In his yep. career, a brief period as his heel character, mm-hmm. his black scarved. <laughs> I was listening to a wrestling podcast and like, where was Hogan during this pay per view? And like, he took a couple months off to do Muppets from Space. I'm like, he's in the movie for like four <laughs> seconds. That was. <laughs> you should have looked at how much he was in the film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's a lot does, that got cut. He does cut. have a nice. Yeah, he's got a nice fourth wall breaking moment where it's like he's he's acting as like a, an enforcer. He's a heavy and Gonzo pleads with him like, "Why are you doing this?" He's like, I'm sorry, I'm evil now. Nobody, no movie okay. breaks the fourth wall with Hulk Hogan like Gremlins 2. So I can't. I, I can't. Okay. This is true. This is true. <laughs> but uh, this movie's great and it stars Gonzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, Yay. Dave Goals was the young the young Muppeteer when the Muppets came out in the, um, I don't know, when the Muppets sort of formed in the mid 70s. But he's kind of the last original guy left. He's still with the, the whatever the troupe, whatever you call them, whatever Disney calls them mm-hmm. when they hire them once a year to do a fucking fiat commercial i don't don't, make another muppet thing because it's been a while since that's happened too we haven't had a third muppet trilogy uh other than some made for tv movies like brandy's wizard of oz muppet wizard of oz and stuff like that yeah 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 um, another christmas movie in there somewhere this this to me was perfect and i really wish we could have seen more of this Mm -hmm. uh just it's starring gonzo and gonzo questioning what he is and then it turns out yeah you're a fucking alien and then we meet a bunch of other gonzos at the end and it's I don't know. It's like an Area 51 story. It's 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 mm-hmm. perfect Muppet comedy. It's such a cute scene in the beginning where he's like, he's lonely because mm-hmm. there's no one else like him. And he's looking at all the pictures mm-hmm. of people with their families. And then he's got, he goes to the picture of him and it's like super far away of him just standing on a beach by himself. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like sad and funny at the same time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But you make your own family. That's right. You know, what You're about chosen. his chickens? What about Camilla? Your chosen family. Yeah, that's yeah. that's why you're hanging out in this this house of sentient discarded felt. Yeah, uh, you found your own family. Uh, it's the movie's first appearance of Baby the Prawn, and my favorite little factoid from yeah. this film is something you will never not notice if you watch these movies again. Mm-hmm. This is the first Muppet movie to do it. They digitally remove the rods um, oh, from yeah. everyone's hands. Okay, and they've done it in every uh, every theatrical movie ever since. You mm-hmm. don't see them anymore, but in all the original movies, you sure. just yeah, there's little sticks underneath their wrists. We know that's part of their <laughs> yeah. anatomy. That's cool. But they took him out in this movie, and they—it's uh, a process they have continued. I think it's also the first uh, appearance, first movie appearance of Pepe the Prawn. Just the mm, the yeah. only mm. thing that come over from Muppets tonight. Uh, but yeah, this movie's fantastic. And if you're looking for a good a kids movie, you won't hate Muppets from Space. I wish they made more movies like this. Not that I have a problem with Muppets yeah. or Muppets Most Wanted, but it's just like they don't need to bother establishing who the Muppets are. They're Gonzo. Right. They're not Captain John yeah. Livingston. Yeah. And <laughs> well, yeah. And if you've never seen the Muppets before, you, I think you could walk into this and and figure it out real fast. Just like, oh. okay, there's a bunch of weirdos that live in a house together, and this weirdo is a little weirder, and and he's sad, and go from there. And then uh, government's con- coming because he's an alien. There, done. See, unlike the other Muppets, this weirdo is constantly hinting he's about to fuck this chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> this. Only uh, Camilla understands him. <laughs> Damn I, it. Every once in a while I get... Did we see the the Muppets movie from... Was it 09? 
So good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And the chickens sing uh, CeeLo's Fuck You. Oh, yeah. It's just a brilliant <laughs> thing to do in a movie. <laughs> um, uh, okay, but uh, speaking of fucking. Speaking of fucking. <laughs> yeah, hardest pivot. <laughs> Man, Muppets, that's some good counter-programming. For there's, real. There's a little yeah. something for everybody this Leave week. Leave the kids in the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Go get weird with your husband and uh, or wife mm-hmm. or whoever. Yeah. In Did- Eyes wide shut. Get ready for it to slow dance. Yep, so that noise will follow you around mm-hmm. for two and a half hours. I, don't, I, I saw this so many, preview so many times, the soundtrack. Yep. Oh! Wide shot, rated R. <laughs> oh, this is rated That's R. It's so good. Oh, it was barely rated R. They had yeah. to make changes, and that was very controversial. They we had can to... get to that in a second. Yeah. So eyes wide shut. That ad told you nothing because you can't see it. But what you should have seen is uh, Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise, and they're in lush environments, and uh, something weird is going on, and they're being sexy, and that's it. That's all they're going to tell you. Mm-hmm. This movie makes a ton of money. The fact that it's number one it's in the so box crazy. office kind of blows me away. It's not. I mean, I see. I don't feel like it's that surprising because I do. It's Kubrick's last film True. that he completed. I don't. If Quentin Tarantino's biggest, next film, which he says is going to be his last, is number one at the box office, I'll eat my shirt. But it's the biggest, hottest couple True. in Hollywood. I mean, That's true. they and are. People have been hearing about this movie for two years now. Yeah. They filmed nonstop for a year and a half. No breaks, days. no time off. Yeah. Not while they're like working on, you know, mm-hmm. editing or something. Mm-hmm. They're shooting every fucking day. And right. it's taken forever. And Tom Cruise could be out making all kinds of movies. Nicole Kidman could be making us. No. We just know they're like locked in a castle somewhere with, with Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mister, uh, I won't come happening. to America, Stanley Kubrick. Right. I I, I yeah. can't believe the whole I mean, world, the audience showed up for this movie. The, that it's a summer movie. Tom Cruise and yeah. Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. at this point, I mean, were America's last Hollywood love story. I think mm-hmm. where everyone was like, mm-hmm. "This is the perfect couple, the two biggest stars." Mm-hmm. you know together yeah, the, the most, two most, like the most beautiful, beautiful people. people yeah and they're going to be like getting all super sexy with each other mm-hmm. and nude yeah, scenes okay, were, show up. maybe Very that's why nudie. I promise nude scenes yeah yeah people would definitely yeah. show up to that it's my favorite yeah. Christmas movie <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> so take that, all you diehard fans. Gather the kids around. Try uh, and pretend the CG nude people aren't there. A hotter take. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that's, I mean, if we can get into what this movie is about. It's about a, a very rich, fancy pants couple who fall into, like, Tom Cruise starts becoming, uh, like, obsessed with this idea of his wife fucking someone else. And so he goes off on this adventure to try to cheat on her and end up in this crazy confusing world of other upper class weird sex cult people mm-hmm. yeah Pretty much a little uncomfortable in the jeffrey way. epstein headlines out there but uh maybe oh, a little one of those yeah. we're gonna <laughs> just hope and everyone so, was of so age like, i'm sure right. in a wonder brothers production get, yeah yeah when we finally do get to uh orgy scenes this movie got an nc-17 because mm-hmm. there's a lot of naked chicks and a lot of fucking mm-hmm. so they digitally put in people to sort of block your view in some of the shots um, after Kubrick is dead and people got pretty pissed off. Right, about, like, we should be allowed to see his vision. 
Mm-hmm. I forgot he was dead by the time this came yes. out. Yes, he was dead. He died after he showed the final cut to the studio. And can, then that was yeah. it. I can leave now. Yeah. I, it's, yep, it, it still seems much. like a bizarre movie for a man like him to obsess over. Yes. That, that is true because, I mean, there's one thing that Kubrick always liked. He loves things that make you feel very distant from the characters. They're often very cold feeling and that, mm-hmm. that's part of the point. And this does a great job of having really sexy, sexy stuff that is often making you feel not comfortable. Very like, And not in like a, oh, I have a moral objection, but sort of like, well, I should be jerking off right now. Right. Even Nicole Kidman's and, nude scenes are yeah. unjerkable. Mm. It's very, very unsettling. Mm-hmm. And it makes, yeah. like, whenever I watch it, it kind of makes me feel like I have a fever. Because it's like, <laughs> I just feel, like, very flushed and everything, but also very uncomfortable mm. and unsettled. Yeah. It's it's very, very dreamlike. I yeah. mean, you can take it as sort of like a weird adult fairy tale. Yeah, it, feel, it feels like a horror movie. a huge part of it. It is because yeah. they have in- encounters that are the type of encounters that you have in a dream where basically mm-hmm. someone just mm-hmm. comes up and is mid-conversation with you all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, that's how all of their weird encounters kind of go. And, you know, looking at it now, it's also kind of funny because the whole impetus of the movie and Tom Cruise's journey is based on his wife telling him that one time she thought about having an affair and he loses right. his mind so you, after hearing that. You joke about that, but like... You know, I was seeing people and sexually active in 1999, mm-hmm. but I'd never heard a woman discuss wanting to fuck one person this bad, even when she's with some. I've never heard female sexuality talked mm-hmm. about like that before, because mm-hmm. definitely no one I was yeah. dating had ever said anything like that. So for me, it was a little glimpse like, oh, okay, so this happens in your brain too. Yeah. And uh, okay, yeah. didn't wasn't really yeah. aware of that. And them. it's not like oh, I was attracted to my coworker, and yeah. I thought, well, maybe no. It's, she saw a hot guy, a marine, yeah. I believe. I, th- that she that just, stuck with me. She thought, dude, that'd be pretty sweet. More and than, and then would, Tom Cruise loses his mind. Well, and she says, I would have left you and my kids for this guy at that mm. moment. And it's mm. like, and you know, the whole conversation is comes from they were at a fancy party and you know she's kind of flirting with one guy and he's flirting with these other women and it's fun mm-hmm. and they go home and have a sexy time and then they have a conversation where he says that he just thinks women are naturally more prone to fidelity mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's what sets off all of this and it's such an yeah. interesting exploration of seeing this man's like mind being blown mm-hmm. And then others. By latest, and then other people. <laughs> and then other blowing happens, mm-hmm. but um, by this like very basic revelation. Oh, like, well, he is, he, if he <laughs> just listened to a Dan Savage podcast, in, he would have. In, in hindsight, totally Cruz's cool. character is a real wiener because he, he thinks he has the yeah. perfect life, and when he finds out he doesn't, I want to go out and fuck everybody. He doesn't not have a perfect life. <laughs> yeah. His wife said one time, life. "I thought he about." He drives a Range Rover else. in London. Yeah. I mean, come on. He's walking oh, no. around. It's this supposed league. to be America. And yeah. that is one. Every movie, like, I try to find one nice thing to say about every bad movie. And every good movie has one bad thing in it. And mm-hmm. the fact that it's clearly set to look like it takes place in New York, but doesn't. Like, if you watch, there's a corner with, like, 18 mailboxes. And then there's another mailbox down the street. Mm-hmm. And as a copy editor, there's a headline. This is something about someone dies in drugs 
overdose, mm. which <laughs> I can tell you is a Britishism, not an Americanism. And then they're all talking about sorry, their, this movie has flaws. Their maths class and how they went to university. Yeah. I hope yeah, I they took the lift degrees. with the pram sure. to get on the tube. I and know Bobby got involved. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I forgot but, that it was supposed to be set in New York until I started reading about it, and I was like, "What? Yeah. I don't remember but that." In, in some ways, like you could see that as a, a conscious choice, not just that Kubrick lived in England and didn't ever want to come back to America, and then he never did, but you could say, well, it's adding to the dreamlike quality of sure. everything slightly off. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, you got a point there. Right. Yeah, Oh, definitely. and this is, this is Kubrick's first film in 10 years. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, since Full Metal yeah, Jacket? Since, since Full Metal Jacket. That might have been 86, actually, so like in, in a, mm-hmm. a long, long time. And I don't remember... I always confuse this with the stories behind AI. Right. It's like Spielberg is over taking helicopters house every day and talking about making shit and kind of pushing him to make more stuff. Uh, so we got one more Kubrick vision out there with AI. Can't wait to talk right. about it. We'll rewatch that because I, I still really love it. But I, I've watched this so many times that it, it is baffling now the revelation that it's number one at the box office. Mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> I don't see I don't see the same people watching talent shows and dance competitions all <laughs> leaving their house on Friday night to go see Eyes Wide Shut. It was, yeah. I, you I, feel like, where, where's the like placid audience? Mm-hmm. Why aren't they showing up instead of the Eyes Wide Shut audience? Because, know. yeah, okay, it's a sexy time, but it's it's not a fun, sexy time. It, it must have been when it's people... It's an arty movie, man. It's, it's the most unlikely big studio summer tentpole movie you have ever seen in your life. <laughs> But I guess it speaks to a time when people really listen to critics because it it got great reviews. I think it's that. And I think it's also, I mean, just based on that trailer, and I remember seeing the trailer in 99, it looks like an erotic thriller. Mm -hmm. And there's just not a ton of those out, even Mm -hmm. in 99 now. And it's really a lost art. And, you know, in a way, it is kind of an erotic thriller. I mean, technically, technically, yes. yes. Um, and it's Kubrick finding a different way to push the envelope, which yeah. he did whenever he made a movie. Exactly. Like did something, somehow managed to make something we thought we'd seen before controversial. Sam and I talk about Eyes Wide Shut all the time. It's one of our favorite movies. <laughs> Anytime we go to a party at someone's house, we're like in the car, we're like, bring the mess. Do we have a plan in case this turns out to be Eyes Wide Shut party? <laughs> like, how are we going to get out of this? Yeah, I have an I have an outfit. I'm a nude CG model. <laughs> That's going to be my role. Just, yeah, if anything, that is definitely a lasting legacy of this movie. The idea of not not just like a swingers party or a key party, but that it's going to be sort of like culty with masks mm-hmm. and robes mm-hmm. and weirdly anonymous and and somehow formal, but also. Where's, a giant fuck party. I've seen real sex, and I know most orgies do not look like that. You <laughs> mean the show? The show, Real Sex yeah. on HBO. It's a little, a little chunkier, a little hairier. It's, it's very too different. much food involved. A lot of food. Why a real it should sex? Should not be a potluck. Time. No, I don't. I don't need to be more sticky. But so Sam and I have a story too, where uh, early on when we were dating, his mom. I think sent over the family piano to be put into his house and mm-hmm. the piano delivery was arranged without our input. And so it's like early one Saturday morning and we wake up to a knock on the door and it's like, we're here with your piano, sir, ma'am. And no. so we're like, Oh, okay, well go ahead and just put it in the living room. And then we're like still in the back bedroom, just hanging out. And all of a sudden we hear like plink, plink, <laughs> Plink, it works. Plunk. And they're like tuning it, and I'm like, we are in Eyes Wide Chat right now. <laughs> this is happening. Yeah, like an unforgettable yet wildly simplistic soundtrack. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it's pretty in- again to the unsettling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
For yeah. sure. I don't know. I love Eyes Wide Shut. It'll it's be, not it was, a perfect yeah. movie, but it is a favorite Did of we say that like sure. it almost got an NC-17 rating because of all the sex, and mm-hmm. they had to digitally insert new people in front of the nude scenes. Yeah. And I right. think, Just to stand I and think be a watcher. the original footage made the internet, but like uh, in a time before like HDV. I know I saw it, but mm-hmm. like, you know, it's not that interesting. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it, it, this is not a movie you can jerk to really, uh, I don't think. I mean, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure, sure many, many, many people have found a way. But oh yeah, I go and out to Muppets from space. Like I could, I just, I couldn't do eyes wide shut. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. <laughs> not, not with a, oh, I it, mean, and also beating American. Just, this movie beat American Pie. What the fuck? World good. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I don't. It just seems so strange. Neither of those types of movies are represented in, in any way in it's the theater. It's strange anymore. in our context right now of like what entertainment is mm-hmm. big right now i think this is one of the last i mean like it's 98 and 99 like shakespeare in love was huge mm-hmm. and like it, those aren't number one movies anymore i think it's like the last gasp of like people really trying to be super highbrow with their like dollar basically i feel like this is, is an attack on stuber and i don't appreciate it um, hey, <laughs> i enjoy all genres i will go see almost anything in the theater so Okay, eyes wide shut, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yep. Uh, it's definitely totally, totally, yeah. totally worth a watch. Yeah. Um, is this? I feel like this might be the first segment where we had like three serious recommends on us yep. on yeah. our hands. It's a good one, and it doesn't stop. Yeah, as we and move. they're all very, very different. Like Placid Muppets from Space and Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. Yeah. same week. I cannot <laughs> imagine more incongruous uh, trio. Oh, yeah, get the kids around. Call it the Mid July '99 trilogy and yeah. torture everyone. <laughs> No, and, save Eyes Wide Shut for the holiday season. <laughs> but the hits keep coming in the television, 1999, yeah. July 12th to the 18th, because Buffy the Vampire Slayer Graduation Day Part 2 uh, airs the season three finale. Where they This is it for high school. Yeah. So like I know Buffy, like, oh, that movie about the high school vampire, that's less than half the series. Well, and so this was delayed because Part 1 aired mm-hmm. uh, May 18th. Mm-hmm. And then oh. the end of this ends with the library exploding with mm-hmm. bombs. And so mm-hmm. the network made the decision to push it out because of uh, Columbine. And I believe, oh. if I, I, I should look, it has to be the episode I'm thinking of because it's it's the the introduction of a different kind of big bad which is a term that is coined within Buffy the Vampire Slayer the show mm-hmm. and it's uh, the principal or the mayor it's the mayor and it, it's yeah. he's hilarious like just an, a very affable demon mm-hmm. and at the <laughs> end during the graduation ceremony Buffy seems to have let all of her school know what's going on and they throw off their robes pull out weapons and aim them at the mayor and fire mm-hmm. and like holy <laughs> shit yes in a post Columbine I saw this in like the 2000s mm-hmm. it is a fantastic finale it might be one of the best season finales Buffy has it's really good yeah it's really really good it was yeah I mean I totally get the you know network's decision Mm -hmm. at this point because it was a very fraught time for people and Mm -hmm. how they feel about schools Um, it did air in Canada though on time Um, it was because it was supposed to have aired on the 25th of May ever since people have been shot in schools in Canada I'm just kidding it might not have been that might not be a factor yeah Let's not talk. Hindsight about it. is, but yeah, I mean, Josh <laughs> Whedon obviously was very upset about them pushing mm-hmm. the finale, and apparently told people just bootleg it. I don't care. 
It needs to be seen. It can't look worse. Eventually, it did get seen. There's also another episode, I believe, from this season that also got pushed because of Columbine, and that didn't so air weird. till like September. Thank God they're leaving. Jeez. They're leaving high yeah. school. Yeah. Which they go to college for like a hot second, and you just watch the writers like they shouldn't be in fucking college. I mean, high school is like such a good story conceit though because mm-hmm. they're all they all have to be together yeah you know and there's a reason mm-hmm. for them to show up every day to the same place yes and have it's a clubhouse basically but they also it, buffy is such a great show with mm-hmm. stakes and a continuity that uh, like sticks stakes. with itself <laughs> but, but but like but that that sticks with continuity mm-hmm. and as as the situations get worse it's like there is no time for college there's evil to be fought so instead of a way to keep them together is like kind of letting them evolve with their own powers sure Willow becomes a better witch, and yeah, yeah. Xander is Xander. What it was? <laughs> yeah, Willow didn't have to go to college to be a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. She's able to learn that on her own. <laughs> and a, a, a TV movie on the 18th. I tried so hard to find a good promo or anything from this. I cannot find it this, anything anywhere. I think I, I don't. I, I don't love the idea of remaking this movie, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Harry Anderson in the Jimmy Stewart role of Harvey. Perfect. That seems pretty interesting with, with yeah. Leslie Nielsen, Susie Kurtz, and Jonathan Banks. Uh, is that that's that's Mike from Breaking Bad, right? Right, Ermintrout. Uh, yeah, Ermintrout. He's a duck, and editors are interested. That's from Community. That's my favorite <laughs> line from the show. Uh, but Harvey, the the Jimmy Stewart movie from um, what is it, the late forties? That's seeing yeah. uh, being in a mental institution and talking to an invisible rabbit. It's a fucking charming movie. It's mm-hmm. really good and so charming. This has disappeared, but Harry Anderson, the lead in Night Court Pretty or good. Dave's World, if that's the kind of person you want to be. Yeah, I think he's capable enough to do that. He was mm-hmm. a really charming dude for mm-hmm. a guy who grew up as a street grifter. Yeah, <laughs> and then a magician. Then a magician. I mean, that's they're one of the same. Yeah, exactly. Slight hand, hand, hand pocket, and you get it. They go um, slight in, of hand in hand. And and as far as video games go, uh, July twelfth to the eighteenth, nineteen ninety nine. I only remember this game because your husband, we, which one? Your husband, uh, Sarah's husband. Uh, one of our friends was the only person in town with DSL because it was like a like a four month waiting mm-hmm. period, and we all brought our computers into what most people would call a basement, but it's Florida, so there is no basement. It it's was like con- two steps down. It was a converted garage, <laughs> yes. let's be clear. So it was not ventilated well. We brought all our computers over oh there, Lord. and we just like play Counter-Strike games, steal music, all together. And our, it just feels odd for like me buying a $2,000 PC that I could not afford and leaving it in someone's house full-time. Mm-hmm. But your husband, Sarah, was playing Dungeon Keeper, and I heard your minions are winning the battle <laughs> over and over again for like the entire summer. <laughs> Explains why he yells that out in the middle of the night That's when true. he's sleeping. <laughs> I'm, 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 just the I'm Your glad are fine I'm here. Glad, <laughs> glad it's that and not some sort of despicable me dream he's having. <laughs> <laughs> and a game that didn't come out here in America, but it did in Japan and has a title so wonderful. I wish it did. Ogre Battle 64, Person of Lordly Caliber. Oh, I love that. That is how I want to be addressed from now on. How do you define a person of Lordly Caliber? Uh, <laughs> uh, holy shit. And so we're going to close that 1999 with this, one of my most hated songs from the radio oh, ever. I hate this song. Yeah. Me too. But it's, I think I it's it's Pearl Jam's highest performing song in their entire history. Because uh, they, you know, they stopped doing the regular promotion stuff. It's a cover song, Last Kiss, uh, and it's on the charts this week and will never, what seems like, leave the radio for years and years yeah, and years, and I can't stand it. it. And uh, you have to hear it one more time. When, you get, when we get back, it's time for 2009, baby. Oh, where, oh, where can my baby be? 
you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. I love that we've gone, if, if you're a fan of Spider-Man on film, your heart has gone through all these different arcs. And I do feel oh, like man. we've arrived finally at like, this feels really good. <laughs> yeah. Does. When, when are we giving the uh, spoiler warning? When when are we allowed to dive into spoilers? Hey, go ahead. I, I say right right now. Spoiler. Uh, right yeah, now. This Far is from the home spoiler spoilers. cast. So. Uh, so speaking of other Spider-Man movies... How about that stinger at the end there? So that's that. we're jumping right to the end, huh? Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. the ships at sea it's time for diana's classic corner we're looking even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watching and for the week of july 12th through 18th uh we have a theme we'll see if you can detect it uh but let's start with uh 75 years ago this week july 17th 1944 was the port chicago explosion which i feel like not enough people know about and then it just popped back in the news right ahead of its uh anniversary so i thought i'd mention it uh port chicago is uh off san francisco bay and they were loading munitions for world war ii um the army and navy were segregated back then so they mostly had black dudes doing all like the grunt work and not doing anything you know that was considered like brave or heroic or requires thinking and strategy and stuff they would just use them as raw labor um and often under unsafe conditions and so uh, they were loading munitions, and it exploded, killing 320 people. Just flat in the area. It, it registers an earthquake down at Cal Berkeley. And after that, uh, a bunch of... They brought in new, uh, you know, naval workers, and they refused. They um, refused to work under the same conditions that had just blown up a jillion people. And uh, a bunch of them were tried for mutiny. And literally last month, uh, <laughs> they were cleared... Uh, and officially exonerated from, you know, striking, which you're not allowed to do in the military. But, you know, they were striking a big civil rights issue. So uh, I recommend you, you read up on the Port Chicago disaster. It's pretty interesting and a bit infuriating, but mostly interesting. In a hard pivot, uh, 50 years ago this week, 1969, uh, July 14th, saw the release of Easy Rider, which is a, it's a movie that's more important than it is good. Let me say that. Uh, Dennis Hopper and Peter Fonda, they ride bikes, they do drug stuff, uh, they meet up with people, they drop acid in a cemetery in New Orleans, and that's kind of about it. Like, they meet up with some hippies, whatever. But the fact that this was a massive hit told Hollywood that they had no idea what they were doing anymore. They didn't know how to reach the youth generation. And so they started hiring young dudes with beards to make movies. And that's why the 70s are so cool. So, if you haven't seen Easy Rider, it's fun. It can get really just... Man. Dennis Hopper, man. He just talks like this all the time, man. And sometimes just like, oh my god, shut up, hippies. And so if you don't like hippies on bikes, how about sweet, heartwarming coming-of-age movies on bikes? Because ten years later, 
1979 saw the release of Breaking Away, which is a movie that not enough people have seen and not enough people talk about because it is utterly charming and wonderful and sweet and great. And it's about uh, Dennis Christopher, Dennis Quaid, Daniel Stern, Jack Errol Haley. They live in Indiana. They're coming of age. I think they're just out of high school and trying to figure out what to do with their lives. And one of them gets really into riding a bike, <laughs> trying to do that professionally. And the, the rest of them are just, you know, they're kind of aimless. And it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's really well done. Coming of age movies can be kind of tough. You know, we talked about uh, American Pie basically being a coming of age movie last week but uh all pervy and stuff and this one is just it's really sweet it's kind of a nice cult film now uh, and i super super recommend it so breaking away easy rider i guess uh that's it for this week stay classic and as i say it louder i love how it sounds because i'm not taking the easy way out not rapping It's no surprise I won't be Breaking into 2009 with no surprise by Daltrey off of Leave This Town. Isn't is that an American Idol guy? I think I was just about to ask. Yeah. Is he an American Idol mm-hmm. man? Yep. Okay. Yep. So, uh, marginally talented white guy with his own rock band. Yeah. Uh, to imagine. Uh, hey, welcome to 2009, July 12th to the 18th. How about some new music releases, huh? Okay. Uh, oh, I have to say this. Adelita's Way, self-titled debut. Adelita. Adelita. Okay. Uh, three by Billy Talent. I got that one. The real thing by uh, Pure NRG. Uh, Tripolar by Sick Puppies. Ocean Eyes by Owl City. Pray for Villains by Devil Driver and Whorehound by The Dead Weather. I got a feeling by Black Eyed Peas is still number one. I listened to Ocean Eyes quite a bit during this time because it's like the poor man's uh, postal service. That's what it sounds like. And it's hmm. just like, I really wanted more postal service, which I will never get. But um, but yeah, it's it, it kind of scratches that itch, but it's not that great. I don't know. That's what I got to say about Owl oh, City. Shit. Hey, you're the only one who has anything to say about any of the music here. There you go. Uh, yeah, I certainly I got And just a tiny bit of news, even though this isn't for 2009. It's for, uh, uh, oh, I'm never going to be able to do this math. Um, 45 years after the Beatles did the Ed Sullivan show, mm-hmm. Paul McCartney mm-hmm. performs on the marquee, uh, the David Letterman marquee uh, at the Ed Sullivan yeah. Theater. So, yes, yes, there's a little Beatles anniversary. Uh, 2009 movies. Who's ready? There's a big one here mm-hmm. that you all should have seen. Uh, 2009, July 12th through the 18th, Homecoming. Who's with me? <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man um, Homecoming? No, I I started I watch all the trailers and read it. And at first, I'm like, huh, interesting. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, I've been here before. Um, it's basically Matt Long is some sort of celebrity, and he comes back to his small town for homecoming. And his old girlfriend, who's obsessed with him, uh, runs his new girlfriend over and then holds her captive, um, a la what's it called, the Kathy Bates movie, Ah, uh, Misery. Thank you. It's pretty much misery with hotter teenagers. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, the Age of Stupid sounds fun, and it's got uh, Kobayashi in it. Pete Bossel's weight. Yeah, I, I've been trying to find out where the hell this is, because now I'm kind of curious to watch it, because The Age of Stupid, that doesn't tell me what it is, but 
it is technically a movie about global warming where Pete Postlethwaite is in the future where the earth has been all fucked up and he's like watching basically documentary footage about our current behavior and how we're fucking everything up. Oh, wow. So it's so, so it's like a docudrama, but mostly a documentary, but also Pete Postlethwaite is there and he's always wonderful. And apparently it's supposed to be kind of, uh, you know, e inconvenient truth, but easier, more interesting and more avant-garde. And it's also one of the first movies that got online crowdfunding to be made. Hmm. Interesting. So there you go. But it, I was having trouble finding it. And 10 years later, totally worked. Yeah. I'm sad. Mm. Uh, and also out this week, Kathy Bates, speaking of a little misery, Rupert Friend, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in Sherry. I need to have a word with you about Sherry. Doesn't wake until the middle of the afternoon. Child will be the death of me. The death of me. He pays no attention to me anymore. But I'm sure he'll listen to anything you have to say. Sherry. You're so exhausted all the time. I said you don't look at all well. I'm probably making a fool of myself. Okay. What? What's? Ooh, what? <laughs> this looks great. I, I knew that this would dress all comedy. Be, all be just kryptonite to Chris. Uh. So um, this is an adaptation of a Colette story, um, reteaming uh, Michelle Pfeiffer with the writer and the director of Dangerous Liaisons. Ah, mm. that feels yep. right. Yeah, uh, Stephen Frears, who is. I don't know if he's made a bad movie. He probably has. Mm. Pretty sure he has. But like, I, I just, he's like one of those directors that's like really, really consistent and no one ever pays attention to. So this looks light and fluffy. Michelle Pfeiffer is uh, friends with Kathy Bates. And then she's ends up having this affair with Kathy Bates' son, who's much younger than her, but, uh, you know, old enough. And like I said, it's, it's very, it's, it looks awfully French. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Delightfully costumey French. Good, because there's no room for anything yeah. British this week at the box office, because mm -hmm. all the English actors have been called in for one single movie, <laughs> um, including Jim Broadbent, Maggie Smith, Alan Rickman, Michael Gavin, Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, and Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, yes, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. It's number one, baby. On July 15th, the darkest hour this is a different kind of magic is upon us all at this time i cannot hope to destroy it alone you're the chosen one harry you must not fail it's over fight back you coward fight back harry potter and the half-blood prince rated pg Ooh. barely <laughs> This, uh, this is a spooky yep. one. Mm -hmm. So Very except dark. for Avatar, we got the highest grossing movie of the year. Okay. Really? Yeah. And this, I'm, I, I, I meant to rewatch it. I'm just having my, I'm having my hard time, the, the hardest time recollecting anything in this movie, but the end. Yeah. And that, the, mm. but just enough chaos ensues at Hogwarts that they don't go back to school. Mm-hmm. In the right. <laughs> in the next two movies, you non-readers. But uh, yeah, like I, I, I definitely remember. Reading this book and the end, you could probably say what happens, right? I think and enough time has passed. <laughs> Dave kills passed. Dumbledore. Dave kills Dumbledore. That's that's oh. the yeah. yeah. Was it? I forget the page number too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the troll video. Someone just driving past people waiting to buy the book, yelling "Dave kills Dumbledore!" A page. Blah, blah, blah. What a and dick. Then some, and then lady goes, "No, you bitch." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, it's so mean, but I do find that pretty funny. Anyway, the movie. <laughs> the mo- I'm trying. I'm just trying to remember where where like are the books done? Yes. Okay, so the books are done. Uh, this is like I again love Harry Potter. Read every book. Same. Uh, saw every movie once. And then same. Once. And then and- now mm. I'm have a really hard time keeping track of what happened in every. I, I because because I read the books first. Mm. Like I have a pretty solid memory of everything. Mm-hmm. It, it except for it, just a little bit of a blind spot here. But I think um because I, I just how much I loved the previous three and mm-hmm. the seventh one. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is weak, but in my mind, it stands out a, l- a little less. I mean, besides yeah. the mm-hmm. big thing that happens at the end, it's mm-hmm. really like building. Mm-hmm. It's a building movie. I but feel that's, like. that's why I think there's a direness to it. That, that yeah. like you, that like, I, I think they had to like let their audience get old enough. Like this is about yes. to get real bad and yeah. people you like are about to die and in front of your face. Yeah. And you got to be prepared to see that. Yeah. With your eyeballs. And I remember the Weasley, the twins have a joke store. But, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Seeing what happens when people graduate from high school, they instantly get funding to start their own business. God, I wish I was born in the wizarding world. Oh, for so many reasons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for for me, I think four, five, and six. Sometimes I have to. I pretty much the way I keep track of them is yeah. Who's who's the failure of a teacher for dark arts? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. <laughs> Wait, is this a, this is the John Jim Broadbent one? Oh, okay. It's a Jim Broadbent one, which means oh, this is the one where they start. Basically, they're setting up the finale. Really, for mm-hmm. huge chunks of this movie, the idea that there's like the Horcruxes and you can destroy them and stuff, mm-hmm. and also yeah, some some violence, man. Yeah, some there's serious like violence, blood mm-hmm. and killing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. Main major main characters die. Mm-hmm. And that, that that hasn't like it was such a big deal when it happened with with old Diggory. Yep. Be, like just. Two movies ago, Robert that, like, Pattinson. Robert Pattinson dying and he being turned re- into a vampire, resurrected into Batman. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, I can't believe how little we have to say about this. Just, like, yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. have a ton to say about it. Mm-hmm. It's very dark blue and gray mm-hmm. and dark mm-hmm. green. Um, yeah. All right, I promise I'll watch it after this because, like, we were just talking about theme parks, it's and there's terrible. no better ride in the world than those Harry Potter rides. Yeah, They're, they are the best. I mean, I probably could mm-hmm. have found time to watch this if I wasn't so busy playing Harry Potter. It was on Wizards TV night, which it, is what I've been doing. It recently. was on TV. I turned it on, and it just like it was in the middle of it, and um, you know, I was doing other work, so like yeah. I, I did, I did attempt to, to watch it, but I this is the one I wanted to revisit the most because my memory is so vague. Is anyone playing Wizards Unite besides me? I feel well, like... Well, if you listen to Video nope. Game Apocalypse, our buddy Cat Bailey went on after the preview and said that it sucked. So, well, she, so it scared me you away. You were asking me about it because you were like, is it better than Pokemons? And I was like, I don't know. I didn't play the Pokemons because I don't care about them. made by the same people. I know. And, and I, but I was... that that Yeah, I love the Pokemon. It's not super fun, mm. I will tell you that. But <laughs> I enjoy walking around outside and then doing things on my phone, <laughs> playing a game on my phone. I don't know. I was never more active I have no than experience I was in the Pokemon Go for a few weeks. Yeah. I've been walking a lot anyways. And mm-hmm. so I I was like, oh, great. This will be a new little thing. But the problem is, is I walk in the same place all the time. And mm-hmm. so it's all kind of the same inns. And like, you know, you can go to an inn and you can get food and you can do challenges and stuff. But it's all kind of the same. Sweet. Our, Sarah's first ever game review. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and like it's just weird that um, this movie and the second movie are the ones I've always had like the urge to rewatch the least, and maybe mm. the the seven Same. seven one 
<laughs> it's just less magical. I mean, no, it's very yeah. magical. It's less fun magic. Yeah. Yeah, but, oh. I, but I like it when the series gets dark. I really do. Yeah, I had to double check and be like, oh, this is the one with the disturbing ass cave. Okay. That whole sequence is disturbing mm-hmm. where uh, Dumbledore and Harry go to this cave and they're like, oh, we got to drink this magic shit. So, you know, even though I'm going to like try to talk you out of it, you got to feed it to me. Oh, my God. And so that, is, like, about that. that is the exact scene I saw. When I turned it on. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so disturbing because it's just, you know, it's old sweet grandpa being like, no, I don't want to. No, I don't want to. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, you have to. You have to drink this shit. God damn it. And it's like, oh, my God. That's right. This is like. This is a lot of people's sexual experience with like elderly relatives, and it's very upsetting. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then they get attacked by monsters. So <laughs> yes, and, that's uh, also not good. But uh, yeah, no. my favorite Harry Potter will always be three. I feel I feel like that's that's oh yeah, that's where it starts yeah. getting lovely. Mm-hmm. And I always say that about uh, I I hated splitting up the splitting up the films because the first film and the first seven is useless and the second film is like this is a fucking ending this mm-hmm. is beautiful mm-hmm. yeah that's the one i want to watch again the most uh but that's harry potter and the half blood friends number one of the box office uh you don't have to uh we don't need to be enthused about it mm-hmm. everyone else was uh yeah. moving to television it's fine. In 2009. i don't yeah. know it's like uh, i mean that's part of part of the problem why four five and six kind of run together for me is the mm-hmm. realization like they're all well made mm-hmm. they're all fun to watch they're competent they're exciting Okay, mm-hmm. they're just all quite good. Yes, that's, it. that's good. I think that's the best way to put it. Very serviceable. Thank yes. you, David Yates, um, yeah. who was who was shackled to this series mm. <laughs> uh, at this point. Um, and but TV in two thousand nine, I'm trying to remember what HBO show had like sort of ended around here. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. And this is actually not the premiere date, but we missed the premiere date mm-hmm. last week, so it's the second episode of Hung. With Thomas Jane, Jane Adams, and Anne Heche, where he's Thomas Jane Adams, um, <laughs> where he is a high school coach, I think football coach, and needs to have, make some extra money because his ex wife, Anne Heche's house burns down mm-hmm. and he has twin daughters and needs to help out. So he turns to a life of prostitution uh, <laughs> because he has no. a nine inch member. Mm hmm. Ew, I don't know why I said member. That's like the worst name for... I should have just <laughs> said that. penis. I don't know why I said that. Penis isn't any better. It's better it's still, than it member. Still sounds grandma. Try one more. Just anyone you want. Oh. Oh, man. Now I can't think of a good one. <laughs> uh, flabby Happy Babby? Ew. <laughs> no. No. Phallus. What? Plug? Hey. Plug? I, that's what Diana said. No, I said schlong. Oh. Schlong. Okay. <laughs> That's what they called the show in Israel. <laughs> but hung, uh, yeah, like like Breaking Bad with cock instead of meth. Uh, but just breaking the rules. Sure. Breaking the rules by becoming a male yeah. prostitute. And I, I watched ooh, some of it. This is the first time like HBO can't just do anything at once. Right. Like it, mm. this isn't, I'm not watching this. It's, it wasn't great. Mm-mm. I watched, I think, yeah. most of the first season and I, I kind of did that thing where I was like, wait a minute, I don't have to watch yeah, this. Yeah. I don't like this at <laughs> I all. I could just stop watching this at any moment. This and is then not I interesting. did. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A guy who can get laid when he wants to. And Jane mm. Adams is a very good I've actor. I've seen her in nothing other than happiness. 
And oh no, she's she had a huge role on Frasier. She played Niles's wife for a while, she and did? then ex-wife. Yes, oh. um, and she's in that very good Lynn Shelton anthology show that's on Netflix right now called Not Casual, but it's also another one-word name. I don't know. Jane uh, Adams is a very good actress, but she bothers me so much sometimes. Why? I don't know why. She's very like fragile acting, and sometimes that is unsettling. I see. She's to like me. a porcelain doll brought to life. You feel yeah. maybe shepherd through the universe. And yeah. Like, maybe we should just let you die and move on with all of our okay. lives. Well, whoa, 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 sorry. Easy? Or are you thinking easy. of Sneaky Pete? I'm thinking of Easy. That's exactly what okay. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Done both of us. I'd love to see Mark Maron and Sneaky Pete. <laughs> I like to see Mark Maron and everything. He's awesome in Glow. Um, but oh, man. yes, mm. so I don't know. Hung is fine. The first uh, yeah. episode is directed by Alexander Payne, which huh. pretty much well, makes good. sense. Yeah, and then he stays on, I think, as an executive producer through most of it. But. So that works. If it takes off, you make a ton of money that way. <sighs> it's fine. It's, it's fine. I don't even. I don't even say that. You know what show is really good and it should have got a better shot? Hmm. Michael and Michael have issues. Agreed. I yeah. liked this. Sh- I. It's I, very I tried strange. to say love, and I went to like I something between love and liked the show. Well, it just <laughs> it it did blend. Like, is this real or not? Yeah. It feels real. Uh, and the way they talk about it in press, like, no, no, we really have problems with one another. Yes. This is this is how we deal with one another. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael Ian Black and uh, Michael Showalter mm-hmm. of The State. And what American Gianni is on some episodes, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I pulled a clip from the first episode. It's a little long, but it perfectly exemplifies my, I think this might be my favorite form of humor and... I don't know. It just makes me so happy. I really like the Stella guys a lot. And I Stella, really. Stella, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. I love Stella. And so, and I really, and really enjoyed Michael and Michael have issues. Mm. Okay. So Greg has asked me if it'd be all right if he could write an article about the show for his high school newspaper. So everybody, you give him some time, that would be, that would be great. Peterman? Yes, Michael. If you see Greg, could you tell him I'm not available? Greg is right here, Michael. Greg, I recently made a promise to myself and to my therapist to start using the word no because I'm a people pleaser and people pleasers sometimes have kind of a hard time with that word. So Greg, no. Cool, uh, all right, so uh, about you, Mr. Showalter? Yeah. No, what kind of a package deal? So it's either you interview us both or neither of us, right, Mike? Well, I'm not so sure, but well, we can talk. Well, I think that it would be best if we either did it together or not at all. Well, I don't know, we could. Well, I think probably we'll maybe hold off on that decision. Well, we don't need to hold off on it. I'm not sure. Well, I'm pretty sure. Well, I think we'll save this decision for a later date. Well, we can make the decision well, soon. <laughs> we'll figure it out well, at a later date. Well, we won't, but okay. we can move on. Thanks, Greg. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Audience. I, I don't know what that is, but that is my favorite thing, where it's just like, it goes on a little too far, mm-hmm. and that whole like, Everyone trying to be very casual, but the stakes are very high for a very low stakes thing. You know, like it's it just it's so good. I don't know. I'm really into it. I I I, I gotta give a shout out to Michael Showalter, mm-hmm. who I think was my mm. first celebrity selfie. Oh, and I'll never forget it because one didn't want to do it, and and, <laughs> and it's very clear by it was very clear by his tone and the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it all it was also uh, fucking over ten years ago. And I remember his response, hey, can I get a picture of you? Like, um, I don't really want to, I need to go and like, oh, just do it right here. Like, and I'd take up my phone and he said, 
your phone has a camera? And that's all, that's, my, wow. that's my personal line with Michael Stowalter. <laughs> like, it wasn't quite 2005 yet, but yes, my phone had a camera. Wow. It was a flippy. Um, fancy. Yeah, it was flippy, a flippy phone. But uh, on uh, the 16th of July, a show I've only recently seen in YouTube clips. Yeah. Is this a, wait, is this a full show? It is. It, oh, so I've seen the after show. They have an after show yes. on YouTube as well. Yeah. Watch What Happens mm-hmm. Live, hosted mm-hmm. by um, Andy Cohen, mm-hmm. who is basically the Bravo, face man for Bravo. Because he created mm-hmm. a bunch of shows on Bravo and yeah, sort of worked his way in front of the camera. Right. He's the He was the like vice president you know, in charge of original programming. Now he's the executive VP of development and talent, which basically means he does it all over there. Um, But yeah, it's a every night live talk show where he, it's half an hour long and he has people on sometimes Bravo celebrities and then sometimes actual celebrities, big ones. Um, I I just watched a clip of him quizzing Jerry Seinfeld on Seinfeld trivia. Yeah. And it was awesome that Jerry hated the idea and then did great. Yeah. He remembered everything. <laughs> it's, it's one, it's like, I, I never really think of myself as someone who watches late, late night talk shows because mm-hmm. I kind of stopped with Conan mm-hmm. and then I just never really went back to it. But this is definitely a late night talk show. Mm-hmm. And it's the first late night talk show hosted by an openly gay man. So yay for that. Um, what about Letterman? Anyway, I don't want to start that rumor here. Um, I think there's like evidence to the contrary on that one. Um, pretty, pretty. Have I had an affair with my coworkers? Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's super, super fun. Mm-hmm. Like he, Andy knows everyone first mm-hmm. of all, and he's friends with everyone. And people will get on that show and just be more free and more open and say like dish on feuds he, like be super <laughs> honest about people they don't like the clips and i've seen like do. he will ask questions that are like meaningless right. but like most people wouldn't ask anybody on television and it's usually who do you in, hate yes exactly <laughs> and it's usually in the context of a game because yeah. he does a lot of games but like not fucking dumb jimmy fallon bullshit like no beer pong he, right he does one that's called like plead the fifth where you have like a certain amount of questions but you only can plead the fifth three times and so after that you have to like tell the truth mm-hmm. and people take it seriously and some revelations really do come out and there's oh, also wow. lots of drinking which helps they have a shot <laughs> ski which is a ski a, a snow ski oh, or a water awesome. ski where they have shot glasses in it and you know installed in it and everyone has to stand in a line and take the shot all that's together because it's all attached <laughs> you always have a bartender you would never be able to do that because your height and weakness to alcohol it's true <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to see someone throw up mm. on a ski <laughs> you have to drink it like a gerbil yeah so the first episode premieres on the 16th and the guest is Daniel Staub Danielle Staub who if you recall Call was the aforementioned prostitution whore from the <gasps> New Jersey um, episode of Real Housewives. Whore. Yeah. And Sarah Jessica Parker calls in because she's best buds with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it's a great little episode. But it's not super interesting unless you're really into Housewives stuff. So no. I, instead, I pulled no. another clip <laughs> that is a very good example of, you know, celebrities just truly having actual fun on a uh, talk show. And this one involves Shaquille O'Neal. Ooh, good. Your shoe size is 23. <laughs> How big is your dick? <laughs> Hold on, let me, let me show you. 
Andy. Wow. So, <laughs> the, la- <laughs> the last part of that was visual, visual because when Shaq says, let me show you, he then takes off his shoe and holds it against the inside of his thigh. Yeah, my asshole clenched. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Watch What Happens Live is a gem, and if you really want some fun clips, just Google. Shaq does have a wife, right? That's not in a wheelchair all the time? I mean, I remember seeing (laughs) there is a phenomenal picture of him with a girlfriend at the time, maybe his Mm -hmm. wife, and it looks like it's Photoshopped because she's so (laughs) tiny. Um, But yeah, just Google, you know, Watch What Happens Live best moments and there is a plethora of them i stumble upon them in my recommends every once in a while while cruising the talk show circuit via youtube yeah and i Mm -hmm. I don't i don't hate this at all Mm -hmm. i just had no love for the housewife stuff but yeah to his credit why beat around the bush (laughs) i mean (laughs) shaq's already doing it (laughs) that is awesome and shaq yeah one of the most beautiful men in the world had a great answer he did took off his shoe (laughs) yeah put it in his thigh yeah uh, wonderful. Yeah. No, I, it's a show. I, every time I see it, I enjoy it, but then I never seek it out because so much of the time, yeah, they are talking to like housewives or bachelorettes or whatever. And it's like, I, I don't care. I can't pretend to care. Yep. Even though I love the tone and, and the, the dishiness of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. He's, he has a gift for sure of getting people to be at ease enough where they really, are real with him about, you know, the stuff you really want to hear about. I'd show him my dick. Mainly who who hates who. <laughs> yeah. I really love that stuff. Mm. <laughs> I think that's usually what I see. It's when another talk show host comes on. He's like, who's the shittiest guest? Yeah. And he's and, and then he's like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mariah Carey. <laughs> oh, she is legendary. <laughs> Uh, but okay, we got to move out of television into games of 2009. All sort of boring. Uh, Mad Balls Babo Invasion. Ma- what? Ladies, remember the Mad Balls? <laughs> I know what Mad Balls are, but shouldn't this be in our 89 segment? Right. Like, it, out of nowhere, with, like, almost no announcement, with with no toy line, the Mad Balls were these... Oh, I missed the 80s for this. I missed... We did a whole laser time about gross toys. Um, just boys were just... Yeah, it's sc-, Like, marketed things to scare your sister and, and pets. Mm-hmm. And Mad Balls were just, like, it's a ball with its... Screaming a lot with his eyeballs falling out and yeah. got a spike it's through his head. It, yeah, it's, it's got a, just an ugly rubbery face. Yes. And now they have, a, they have a fucking game. And we streamed it on YouTube.com slash Laser Time. Uh, it, it's not great and doesn't need to star the Mad Balls, but it seemed like somebody trying to start something that never got off the ground. A resurrection of Mad Balls. Uh, mm-hmm. Namco Museum Essentials is out on uh, PS3, including uh, Ex- Xevious Resurrection, which I think has a standalone release because it's a... Brand new version of Xevious, and not just a repackage of an older game. And Unbound Saga, and I think it's the five-year. Uh, no, no, no. That's the NCAA football ten comes out, mm-hmm. meaning the mm-hmm. year ten. But we're five years removed from an NCAA game. Mm. These games came out my entire life, and mm. and because uh, the NCAA is like, but we don't want to pay the players, right? <laughs> And like, but you should pay the players, but we want their names, likenesses, numbers, and stats and not pay them. And like, they're not cool with that. And like, well, we're never going to make a game again. And they haven't. They have not made a game in five years um, from not being. They should pay them. That's crazy. Because instead of a little money, they chose no money. (laughs) It's just, it's so fucked up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, pay your players. Anyway. Well, um, yeah, there's a lot of rules about that. Anyway, I don't understand it at all. How do you corrupt someone in college? And uh, 
Anyway, anyway, uh, that's been pretty much our show. Uh, we all ha- we stay tuned for our quiz because that's always super motherfucking fun. We are su- we have to tell you right now we are supported by patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, the price of like let's call it like one of those you know, like those like four for four five dollar extra value meals just five bucks and we can keep the whole network afloat and everybody paid and fed all that great stuff um, at patreon.com slash laser time. We give you an exclusive show every single week. There are over 100 movie commentaries, hopefully, more so- coming soon. And uh, uh, Custom content, not exclusive content, uh, like the second season of Elm Street Nightmare, focusing on Friday the 13th. Hopefully a new show coming soon that I'm excited. I want to talk about it so much, but uh, but, but we, I still need a little bit of time. Uh, video Game Apocalypse, our weekly video game show. You can listen to that if you want more video game information. I know we briefly touch on stuff uh, on that stuff here, but you know how much can we say about NCAA football? And <laughs> and uh, 302010, that's this show. I don't need to plug it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, but patreon.com slash laser time. Check it out and maybe tell a friend about the show. That'd be sweet. Uh, Diana, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at listeningerd, L-E-C-I-N-E-N-E-R-D, or follow the show at 302010podcast302010podcast. podcast. All right. Well, then we got to know who, who, who died. Who died? Who died in 2009. We lost Walter Cronkite, the most trusted man in news. He was 92. Um, he's one of those people. It's like I'm kind of glad you don't have to live through this bullshit we're living through now. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, and then now, what they want you to think is this week in 1999, JFK Jr. died in a plane crash with his mm-hmm. wife and his wife's sister when he was 38. But as we all know, as Q told us, he's actually alive and was supposed to reveal himself last July 4th, but he didn't. So he's probably revealing himself right now that he's actually alive and is part of a conspiracy to bring down a massive pedophile ring that involves the deep state. Cogent. Something. Well-reasoned. I like this theory. Yeah. You know, Everything makes perfect sense about it. He's working with Trump to take down the subversive deep state that is hiding in our government and after vowing revenge for his father's death. People have been listening to me for a while. I've been on this for years. Trump is totally connected to a pedophile ring and it's in the news now. And I bet you, yeah. I bet you a hundred dollars, you don't care. <laughs> I bet you don't care. Why? Why are you digging so deep for the ghost of JFK? Mm-hmm. The, maybe the disembodied brain of JFK and his wife. Uh, never mind. People are great. Yep. Yeah. Is P. way to address this in age of stupid. Get too complicated. Too mm-hmm. too ridiculous, and it's like it's just like you really have to believe this in order to believe the other stuff. Right. Oh man, this is this is a lot, a, men- lot. Yeah. a lot of mental. Yeah, this is not mental gymnastics. This is like mental work, like exercise. Mm-hmm. Like every day, you have to like, oh, what do I believe? Okay, I have to remember all this stuff. If this doesn't, this doesn't exist. If JFK's ghost isn't protecting the pedophiles and working with Donald Trump <laughs> behind the scenes, then, then maybe the president isn't an idiot. What am I doing? <laughs> nope. Back to the drawing board. Erase. Erase. Like, erase. Yeah. Yeah, I love that you can get literally like thousands of people on board with the conspiracy when it's like, I try to get like six people at work to decide where to eat for lunch. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it. But we can get total fucking silence about like... The president being accused of rape? (laughs) I don't know, whatever. At least the makers of red yarn are really flush right now. (laughs) (laughs) I hate being live. Um, So (laughs) with that thought... Who is who's becoming alive this week? <laughs> uh, is it time for the birthday quiz? It's the birthday quiz time. Oh, birthday is a doodly doodly oh we got a good one this week. Um, happy 50th birthday to this fine man. Uh, he was born July 13th, 1969 in Detroit, 
the son of immigrants, but he was raised in Greensboro, North Carolina. Is it uh, Eminem? On... No. <laughs> no. Um, he was on the football and the quiz bowl teams. Fucking respect for quiz bowl. And he graduated from high school when he was 16. Then went to Duke and UNC for grad school because he is a country boy who loved North Carolina. Oh. Ugh. Okay. He's 50. 50 Played years old. 50. He's 50 years old. Um, he started stand-up as a side gig, and no less than NBC president Brandon Tartikoff and the improv founder Brud Freeman told him to move to L.A. Oh, a stand-up footballer he started as a stand-up. with a grad school Terry Bradshaw. No. <laughs> He's hilarious. Way older than 50. Um, yeah. Well, how about if I told you, even though he moved to L.A., he still had to do a regular job, and it took him eight years to break through when he made his film debut playing a doctor in Knocked Up. Oh, Ken Jong. Oh, Ken Jong. It's Ken Jong. <laughs> Dr. Kendrick Kangjo Jong of Kaiser Hospital Woodland Hills. Yeah. Is he still practicing? Yeah. He renews he his was, license. Yeah. Uh, he still has his license. Yeah. But I believe he... Rescued someone in his audience uh, right. semi recently, yeah. but I don't think he still practices. But I imagine gets a lot of question from comedians with no health insurance. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> will you look at yeah. this mole? Uh, will you look at this and then go over my chunk? Will you feel this bump? <laughs> hey, can I have some Xanax? Yeah. Like a lot of Xanax for a yeah. friend. Yeah. I'm almost Ken Jong's age. This is crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, a decade he's off. 50. He's 50. Yeah. 50. Oh, you're oh, oh, 40. Uh, you're not even 40. <laughs> I feel, I, I feel, I feel, anyway. Anyway, that's about it for us. Hey, 302010 is executive produced by Austin Cook and many other fine people at patreon.com slash laser time. Think about giving up your five bucks this month. We would really, really appreciate it more than uh, other people. Think, think fucking McDonald's is going to care you give them five bucks? No. We'll fucking thank you on the show. Make you an executive producer. How about that? Uh, <clears throat> well, closing out the show is Best I Ever Had by Drake. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, everyone. We will see you guys next week.